And now, live from Dining Room Studios in Hollywood, California, it's Thursday on the Allison Rosen is Your New Best Friend Show. Tonight, Allison welcomes her guest. She's a comedian whose baby has the cutest little chubby cheeks you've ever seen, which is half the reason she married him. It's Jenna Kim Jones. He's an Eagle Scout who is prepared for any disaster, but his training fell short when the unspeakable finally happened and his wife started binge-watching The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. It's a hashtag Al. And he's a writer-producer who loves a good fart joke. And if you follow him on Twitter, you know he loves a bad one, too. It's Greg Heller. Chef Jeff is here to thro- show us how to make snickerdoodles with extra snickers and only one poodle. I'm her husband, Daniel, and I found that the key to a successful marriage is honesty and openness and also lots of fucking chores. Say and hop on board the love bus and say hello to your new best friend, Allison Rosen. Hello, my little new potatoes. It's me, Allison. Welcome to another exciting Thursday show. Um, I will explain to the listener what's going on because there's a lot of chuckling around the table. We were sitting here about to record the show when suddenly there was the sound of people talking on the television because Wendy had grabbed the Apple TV remote. Wow. Your dog turned on the TV. That was amazing. (laughs) She's engrossed in this season of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills on Hulu. She's got to see what comes next. So she good. wants to watch what happens live. Exactly. <laughs> I would like to say hello to my guests. Hello, Greg Heller. Hi, Allison. Hi, Jenna. Hello. Hey, Al. Hello. Hi, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jeff. Hey, Allison. You have a funny smirk on your face. What are you thinking about? Baby genitals. <laughs> 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 I don't even remember that no. one. But it does sound like me. It sounds like something you would say. It does. Okay, so lots to get to in this show. Uh, I mentioned last week that I would reveal the results of a very important Twitter poll. This is uh, circling back to something I was talking about just 0.5 seconds ago. Okay, so I got into Vanderpump Rules. I got Daniel into Vanderpump Rules. Daniel said, just promise me we won't get into Real Housewives because he didn't want to see our lives going in that direction. I promised him we wouldn't. Jenna was into Real Housewives Beverly Hills. Got me, got us. Now we're all into it. And we talked about it on the show. And a lot of people enjoy the reality show discussion. They tweet that they like it. And then there's been a little like bubbling undercurrent of people who would... um sooner be shot in the head i'm doing weird things with my fingers <laughs> right now who don't like it and some of them are are uh, strident about it most of them are polite about it so i thought well how bad is it really let's just do a poll using the twitter poll function on twitter and i said reality show talk on the podcast yes please or oh please <laughs> do we have any kind of like fanfare or drum roll or anything exciting mm-hmm Yes, please, one, 55%. Oh, please, 45%. I feel like that might be too close. So I said, no, people love it. There you go. Yes, please, one. But then Daniel pointed out what he just said right now, basically, which is that's a lot of people who aren't enjoying it. 
But then Greg earlier, what did you say? I said 55 to 45 is actually a pretty strong majority. That's actually a pretty strong majority. Hmm. How do you figure? <laughs> um, I, the only reason I'm saying that is because I saw that Brexit was like 52 to 48 and everyone said that it was a strong majority. So that's the only reason I'm saying that. <laughs> in presidential politics it is, but in podcasting, that's a lot of people. Wait. That's almost half the audience. Wait, no, 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 no. It doesn't that work that way. If it's, it's in politics, then it's a strong majority in no, reality it, shows. Either it's close or it's not close. What does it have to do with politics or podcasting? Because in podcasting, you don't want half the audience to not like something. Well, look. It's not like we take up the whole show talking about it, although this one we might. Not really. Um, it's. I feel like it's fast. And a lot of people did write in mm-hmm. and say that they don't listen to the shows, but uh, or they don't watch the shows, but they enjoy hearing us talk about it because it's amusing. It's amusing. Mm. Mm. Sold. So anyway. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so as, lo- I guess, as long as it's not a mute point. Right. I guess that's the question. Ooh, maybe we need to hear what does Al know, and then we're going to ask Al his thoughts on these <gasps> these percentages. Give me a little what does Al know? What does Al know? Al, thoughts on the 55-45. Is there a strong majority in there? I, I would not say it's a strong majority. It is a majority, but it's not strong. It's pretty close, right? Yeah, I still feel that's pretty close. I mean, if you said, oh, there's a you know 55% chance it's going to go well, and there's a 45% chance it's not going to go well, or you're going to die, <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think I would take that chance. I wouldn't say it's a strong majority. If someone said there's a 45% chance you're going to die if you continue to talk about reality shows, I would probably stop. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think most would. Yes. So I don't think it's strong. However, uh, you know, this is your show. You get to pick. Well, that's the thing. I do feel like, I mean, I took the poll because I wanted to find out. That being said, I feel like if it's something that interests us enough to talk about. Yeah, I, you almost said me. I did. Bono almost said me. <laughs> Bono is a man of the people. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, no. I don't know. I mean, probably. But well, then again, though. It depends. <laughs> the reason I said us was just to add ballast to that. Like, if it interests me enough, then there's that's one thing. But there's a bunch of people at this table who are interested. Ballast added. It's about Thank you. 50-50 here, too. No. No, I voted oh, please, yeah. actually. I, I, I'll openly admit to voting oh, please, but only because I knew that my vote would not make a difference. Jeff felt Wait, that I should have recused myself. Why no, would you, I said I, I felt I should recuse right, myself. Right. Right. Wait, why would you vote if you know your vote's not going to make a difference? It's just you're just you're just pummeled by this country. No, <laughs> I don't judging think. things I don't know about the Greg Heller stories. <laughs> no, I just saw the poll and I was like, oh, oh, I. I I'll I know tell there's you wh- a temptation to. I'll tell yeah. you why I voted because I like saying "oh please" so much that somehow hitting the button that said "oh please" scratched the itch a little <laughs> bit of saying "oh please" because I said it to myself as I was hitting the button. I went "oh please." <laughs> That makes me happy. I love saying, oh, please. Yes, please. What an amazing poll it would be if it said, as you hit it, it said, like, oh, please. Yeah. (laughs) Al, did you vote? (laughs) I did not vote. Um, We should all have I I guess I felt like, since I'm involved in it, you know, there's. So you recused yourself? Yeah. Yeah. There's some conflict of interest, perhaps. I didn't vote in it either. Jenna, did you vote? I did not. Yeah. Daniel? No. So, see, I don't think your vote doesn't count. I and think so it's not that we all recused ourselves. It's just that Greg exercised so it really terrible judgment. Could have been fifty six forty four. Right? 
I think it's depending. Fine. Okay, I, mean, I think it's okay that you voted. Yeah. I appreciate your zest for it's the your right. Yeah, like, yeah. don't right. let anyone take that away from yeah. you. That's yeah. true. But Al, where where do you fall on this? Ooh ooh ooh! Reality show talk on the podcast. Yes, please or oh, please. I say yes, please. Greg, I already voted. We. No, oh, oh sorry. Oh, please. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> I'm an oh, please. Yeah. Be- because if I haven't, like when you guys talked about Vanderpump, I'd never seen it. It meant yeah. nothing to me. Yeah, but then you went and started watching it. But, yeah, but then I still didn't, was like, mm, I don't care. But like if you talk about The Bachelor, since Jen and I have to watch that, I, I would yeah. They went interested. to Uruguay last week. You I have to watch it? Yeah, because well, I make him watch it. <laughs> I will say this: if the podcast gets super yes, please about reality show talk, I will not w- start watching reality shows. But I'll probably find a thing that I can add to the dialogue. Maybe sure you would. Yeah, but I, I, I'm not interested in the show enough to watch them to talk about it. Daniel, I'm torn because what is your, what is I, your I enjoy talking about it, but I, it's got to be terrible if you don't know the shows we're talking about listening to it so i don't what if we're just so dazzling when we talk about right. it what if we need a chance to really sparkle when we talk about right. reality tv one of our uh <laughs> listeners wrote in and said that she would listen to us read the phone book and we might do I that say, in oh, another please segment. To reading the phone book yeah i know <laughs> just- I, I say oh please to the existence of phone books they still deliver the <laughs> damn phone i book. know and i never yeah. want it but who, what a sad office to be working in is the fucking <laughs> yellow pages people. Mm. It's like, ugh. Yeah. Jeff? We're talking about phone books or reality? No, reality. reality shows, discussion on the podcast. Discussion on the podcast. My opinion cannot be expressed in oh, please or yes, please terms. Okay. Use your own language then. My own language to ruin the game. Not that it even exists, but <laughs> is that. <laughs> It's your show, and if you find it amusing, you should do it. And I think that my perspective is that I hate reality TV. I mm-hmm. hate it a lot. I think it's one of the worst things ever. It's barely entertainment. But that being said, I, I, I have no idea what you're talking about, but I don't unenjoy the discussion. As long as there's not unenjoyment. No, the, the discussion <laughs> is amusing. There's not unenjoyment. But I have, I have no idea what you're talking about. And I have no interest in finding... So right. I'm, I'm not that person that says, yeah. oh, you're going to talk me into liking it. Yes. Yeah. So those people, I think you can justify keep talking, mm-hmm. keeping talking about it on that end. But, okay. but I don't think you're driving away people. I think when I started talking about it, I felt like this is an indulgence but I can't help myself. I've got to talk about Jax or whatever. And then I was surprised when so many people responded positively <laughs> to it that I was like, oh, wow, I am getting this out of my system and people are enjoying it. But then there was this. And now one person did say something compelling. I wish I could remember exactly what he or she said, but it was something to the effect of like, this garbage television is taking away job it was like like people like you guys shouldn't be paying attention to this kind of garbage television because it's taking away jobs from pe- talented people like you something like that and i get that argument that's, that's actually like, not even remotely yeah. a thing that's not true that's oh good just, tell that's me why it's thing not pe- that's just a thing that people say first of all regardless of whether you like it or not the public is in charge of what's on television so it's really not 
anybody's decision to make except for the public's. Mm-hmm. You, you vote by watching television. Right. But I think there's this argument that reality shows are cheap to make and now it's a bunch, instead of actors or whatever people getting work, it's these like... Um, no, you know, no. scandalous. Yeah, it's, just, it's, just, it's just not true. That's just oh. like some crotchety stagehand. Yeah, yeah. It's just, just, that's well, just a bullshit thing to say. Reality shows. Some of them are extremely expensive and written, yeah. and they employ right, a lot but there, of like, people. Are there fewer sitcoms now that there are a shitload? No, of this, there shows. are more scripted television shows on the air right now than there have been since 1988. Oh, yeah, and I mean, everyone can shove it up their butt. Yeah, it's not even <laughs> remotely true. There are a kajillion more. I mean, there's a ton more reality TV, but there are a ton more channels yep right it's just that's just not a thing that's just like a trope that people yeah. say and it's that's just not a thing plus Sorry. i plan to weasel my way into one of these housewife shows now yeah you just got to become a friend of a of rich person yeah. yeah there's this weird thing <laughs> like in dana. tv where yes. like dana scripted got people look that? at reality people a certain yeah. way and mm-hmm. stuff she might go to prison for 20 years <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. We're whispering on oh. mic. I know. Oh, I'm I think so that sorry. kind of is actually perfect. Okay, so you were saying that. <laughs> I was just going to say there's this weird thing where like scripted people like look down at reality people mm-hmm. and they they kind of each have different skill. I've never I actually have done one reality television show and I, I did hate it. What was it? I worked on one season of Celebrity Fit Club. And I was a really bad fit. I knew I was a bad fit because I went to Jeff Conway's house to interview him and he was blacked out in his backyard Mm -hmm. and I was like sent everybody home and and when I called the network they were like what happened and I was like Jeff was blacked out in his yard so we didn't film anything and they were like you didn't film anything he was blacked out in his yard and I was like oh (laughs) I don't have the instinct to be like put a camera on that almost dead guy um but there's really talented editors very talented producers super talented there's talented people in all those fields um, they do they get less money? Yeah, a lot of the producers make less money, but it doesn't mean that they're idiots. They just do a different job than you do, you fucking snob. It's a really <laughs> weird... The reality show thing is a really weird thing because it's this television position, if you're on one of the shows, where you get a ton of fame, but everyone looks down at you. It's very weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you make no money. Right. So Although you, I you think later known, on you start to make more money. You could, but there are tons of reality star people that everybody knows them and you know they're two paychecks away from working at arby's right mm-hmm. right well huh? the, the syrup the vanderpump kids they still wait tables and bartend you know and they're but they're famous it's weird um, a lot of those real housewives are probably doing okay financially off the show and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff um no. you might make less money than if you're on season 12 of cheers or whatever yeah but you're doing way better than you would have been just at whatever the fuck dumb thing you were doing before a camera was trained on you. Right. Like, I don't know. What is Lisa Van... Uh, she's Maybe she's a bad well, example. Well, yeah, I think she's the worth like $50 million. Are all rich, yeah. but, I, but I get what you're saying. But like that one chick, shows. what's her name? Honey Boo Boo or whatever. Yes. Her life was probably going to be shit. It probably still is, but mm-hmm. like yeah, it was less shit turn. for like three years. Yeah. True. Yeah. Here she comes anyway. <laughs> <laughs> 
Did you ever watch? Did you ever watch Honey Boo Boo? Um, no, we stopped watching it. We watched like the first few episodes, and then it was actually making us like physically ill. (laughs) (laughs) We used to to eat dinner and watch TV, and that is a show you cannot watch TV. No, because the baby is so fat or whatever. No, no, because their life's just gross. Yeah. Oh, like they fart a lot or whatever. They fart. They like peed their pants. Oh. Then they like showed her. They called it forklift foot. Her forklift foot. Her foot had been all like. Oh my god. Yeah. Wait. What? Gross. Mama June's. Had a forklift accident that mangled her foot, <laughs> oh. and she never took her socks laugh. off, not even at the water park. And yeah. then her daughters convinced her at the water park <laughs> to take her socks off, so she took them off, and like a million gnats surrounded her foot. Yeah, and it was the grossest oh thing I've ever There's seen. There's another thing they would make called sketty, which oh. was just like noodles and tomato, butter and ketchup. Oh, butter and ketchup. That's what it was. And they would Ugh. just eat that. And I was just like, Am I the only one oh. at the table that's not, that's like, I, I could see that. Oh, <laughs> I can't. Yes. Yeah. No. That show, I always just imagine like 10 millionaire executive producers sitting in an edit bay being like, look at that dumb shit they're doing. We're going to be rich. Like there's always so, like there was yeah. something yeah. exploitive about that. Totally. Very much so. Um, so I, also, I like don't give a shit about that little fat kid or whatever. <laughs> like in general, it just like felt wrong to me. Well, I it felt like a, like California laughing at other parts of the country. I, I hate babies. Yes. Well, she didn't she come to fame because um she was on one of those beauty was she on toddlers, toddlers and tiaras? Toddlers and tiaras, and she would be given. Uh, go juice or something mm-hmm. like that. It was, it was like, was, like Mountain yeah. Dew, and there was like, like shots sticks. of her running around a flagpole yeah. like really fast. Yes, she was having yeah. her go 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 juice. Here she comes. I have yeah. been. <laughs> it's just here comes. Oh, it is here comes Honey Boo Boo. Oh well, she I don't know whatever. But I mean that was works. she always walking towards the camera? Is that why they call it that? Yes, constantly. <laughs> why was it called Here Comes Honey Boo Boo? Because you can't. She's an unstoppable force. Here comes, here <laughs> comes <laughs> Honey Boo Boo. <laughs> it does seem she stopped, but at the time, right? right. Yes, right. yes. So I have been around the shooting of reality shows a few times because in my prior job, uh, reality show guests would come on and they would be shooting part of their show, and it was always weird because there were always like certain beats that they had to hit, and so it was always like okay can you make sure to ask this question this way or can you make sure to do this? Um, which always struck, like it just felt artificial to me. And then on my way out, there'd always be like 16 people. Oh, I'm exaggerating. A bunch of people over here having a fight in front of the cameras. Like there was, it was, you realized there was a storyline being superimposed onto their appearance on this show. That was, artificial feeling but also Mm kind of who cares like i'm not sure and daniel i'm not trying to be like argumentative about what you said before but like (laughs) i don't know what you said i don't don't, who cares that there's writers and who cares that it's fake and who who, why is that a thing where people it's sort of like the thing of saying there's not even music on mtv anymore like who cares because they present it as real I don't know I, what you I, said, but I, I think you were saying like they have a lot of writers. Oh, or but whatever. I don't have it's a problem fake. with that. Yeah, but I, I, why does anybody have a problem with it? Because they present um, it as real, and so because you, when you watch it, you're thinking it's but, real, but it's but I think not. when you work in TV or entertainment at all, you understand that everything is has that right. element of everything scripted and fake. fake. And so for people like someone tweeted at me like, "Hate to break it to you, but those shows are scripted and this and that." And I'm like, "Oh, I am a hundred percent aware of this." 
Like right. I've worked in TV. I know like even daily show interviews where they would like do gotchas on like these, you know, politicians that they would go. I would sit there and go like, well, we all know where this is going. It's so obvious, you know, like right. it, even that is we've even in our in those writers meetings, it's like you set up as much as possible. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like every scenario, mm-hmm. every answer that that person might give, you have an answer ready to go. Yeah. So it's like everything is has an element of being prepared when it's TV. Yes. Do you know do you know what the most common question that people ask Joel McHale when they meet him is? Hmm. How did you find time to watch all of those television? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. That's, that's the most <laughs> common <laughs> question he was asked and he would always go like I didn't watch any of them. <laughs> uh, I watched there's a lot of people who watch us. Like literally people thought he just sat at this house just watching TV for feverishly not sleeping <laughs> yeah, like, like my TV it, oh. It's true like you do forget I do forget that I do this, but I also don't, I don't totally understand why if you say to someone, you know, a producer told Lisa Vanderpump to say that, is that person just going to be like, well, I'm not watching that show anymore. Like, of course, it doesn't have any effect on, people will continue to watch it regardless of that knowledge, right? Yeah. I think think people want to believe that they're, if they're watching a reality show that's purportedly these are real people and they're all acting in these completely outrageous ways. Anyway, I think that in general, people want to believe that this is, they're watching actual authentic real just, people just being themselves, even though this, it's insane that that could be possible. Just right. ask yourself this question. If you went to 200 dinner parties where there was a fight, would you go to the 201st dinner party unless you were being paid for it? Yeah, sure. Well, yeah. You would not. I always, whenever <laughs> I was watching it, I'm like, why doesn't one of the girls just be like, I know this dinner party is going to be a nightmare. Let's go to the movies. Because they want, the dinner party <laughs> is, a, is a scene. Yes. Yes. So just ask yourself that question. Like, would you go to the 201st dinner party? Mm-hmm. I wouldn't go to the second dinner party right. if the first one had a fight. Unless right. somebody went, here's $10,000 or whatever. And if you remember early days of reality TV, like Real World and um, I guess early Road, road rules, rules, it really, they, they were nothing like those reality were not shows have become the no i mean yeah. just... i remember and I, th- I think i just told this story on a podcast recently so excuse me for repeating it but um a friend of mine worked on that show rich girls which was ali hilfiger and someone else rich uh it was these two teenagers and it was on vh1 he had also worked on the osbournes and he told me this story of like they, the girls got lost going somewhere and I was thinking, well, why not just tell them? And be like, you're in a car you're right behind them. Why not just tell right. them where they're going? And he said, he, as a producer, he is not allowed to speak to them. Like they're not allowed to break that wall. And that's how real world, I don't know how it is now, but that's how it was back then. And it's yeah. like, those sh- it, when, when there weren't a bunch of producers writing, you, it creates a completely different, much less like snappy, less sassy, but mm-hmm. arguably still very interesting like social experiment. And That's how those were presented. Much more difficult from a producer standpoint. Yeah. Wait, because if you have 30,000 hours of source footage to, to make that drama from, it's way harder than if you have six. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, mm-hmm. That you knew what were going to happen. So that must have sucked to work yeah, on the it's, show. Yeah, it's not like some <laughs> coincidence that the season happened to have a perfect arc. You know, yes, it's like, oh, yeah, they were, you know, so and so might have cheated on so and so and then it worked its way through the season and then it had a resolution. If you were shooting a documentary, yeah, you would be shooting for five years in order to get that. Right. And I think probably when they pitch new reality shows, the whole arc is there because I remember I was interviewing um, the Gastineau girls a long time ago. Oh, man. (laughs) Yeah. For E! Online. And 
in the press notes that you would get ahead. Now I think everything is just online, but you used to receive a packet of um, press kits and stuff like that. And in there was um, this, hap- you know, everything that happened on- was going to happen on every season. And it was like, a- yeah. they were the perfect arc. Yeah. Okay. So people who don't enjoy reality shows, I'm sorry that this was actually <laughs> the longest chunk of reality shows. It was the last half hour of your lives. <laughs> I know. Yeah, but that um, was more. It was a more intellectual behind-the-scenes discussion of it, I think. We didn't actually talk about any of the reality shows. No, we just talked about reality shows in general. Right. Um, You know what's super real, you guys? The Um. threat (laughs) of your house being burglarized or someone coming to your door and you don't know who it is and they ring your doorbell and you don't know what to do. That's mm. my, my issue is when I get an unexpected person at my door, I just kind of freeze and I usually just pretend I'm not home. Do you hide? No, but I try to be very still so that no one can hear that I'm home. It's, it's, but it's scary and it's unsafe yes. and it's kind of ridiculous. And that is why ring video doorbell is here. And it's awesome. Ring video doorbell has been proven to stop burglaries before they happen by allowing you to see and speak to anyone approaching your door using your smartphone. Now Ring is using their advanced motion detection technology to protect your entire property with the Ring of Security Kit. The kit includes a Ring video doorbell for the front door and a Ring stick-up cam, the wireless weatherproof HD camera to keep an eye on other parts of your property. Ring video doorbell and stick-up cam both install in minutes and working together, they provide 24-7 monitoring of your entire home, whether you're in the living room or thousands of miles away. I'm going to take that line again. Ring video doorbell and stick up cam both install in minutes and working together. They provide 24 seven monitoring of your entire home, whether you're in the living room or thousands of miles away. It's pretty amazing. Um, you can talk to whoever's at your front door just right from your phone. So it's, cool. Uh, yeah, it's great. And it really does. It, it installs super quickly and it's just uh really happy that it is available because this is something I could have used years ago for a limited time. My listeners can get $50 off the ring of security kit. It's the lowest price anywhere. Go to ring.com slash Allison. Now join the hundreds of thousands who protect their home with ring. Go to ring.com slash Allison for $50 off. That's ring.com slash Allison. Okay. I need to move on to a super important, not disgusting at all topic. Asparagus. So here's a very weird thing that happened to me. Ate some asparagus last night. Mm-hmm. Now I am someone who f- the effects of asparagus. I can like they it just happens to me like five seconds later. Right. It's so fast. Usually it is so fast. Yeah, it's shocking for me. Like I feel like I have wanted to do an experiment where I eat asparagus on the toilet just to see how fast it happens. <laughs> <laughs> it's brilliant, right? No one has taken me up on it, but I want to do it anyway. As someone who no was, one has taken you up on well, it. Well, when I worked on the Adam Carolla <laughs> show, we were talking about asparagus pee, and I was like, "I will go into the bathroom right now with the microphone." And I, I figured they'd just be like, "Look at I her." I, I can't believe they didn't look at. Want I know. That. I was. It was very early on in the show mm-hmm. on my ten in my tenure there, and I thought they'd just be like, "She, look at her, look at her thinking outside the box. Yeah. She's willing to." You know, make a fool of herself. She's willing to have a mic on her while she pees. Right. She's really what we needed on this show. But, but it didn't no. have anything to do with left-hand turn signals. For whatever reason, they didn't um, see the genius of this segment. So that's okay. One day I'll do it on this show. But anyway, as someone who's pregnant now, I have a very, very, very keen sense of smell. I feel like I'm... Um, 
I have, I'm like a, you know, those super tasters who can apparently taste things that mm. not yeah, everyone yeah. can taste. I feel like I'm a super smeller. Like I can smell stuff that no one else is smelling. So here's the crazy thing. Get ready. This is like some real Twilight Zone shit. Ate a bunch of asparagus. I can testify you did. You saw me eat it. You ate a bunch. And you ate a bunch too. Mm-hmm, you noticed it mm-hmm. when you went to the bathroom. My piece I have, stunk. I have not noticed it at all. Yeah. And if it was happening... And you have super smell. That's what I'm saying. I'm glad you're hearing me. I am. What is I've going on? That is baby's there... like, it smells so bad in here. <laughs> <laughs> right? Is there some pregnancy thing that's like nullifying the The baby the will come out smelling like asparagus for the rest of its life. <laughs> oh, no. What if, that, would, that would suck. Yeah. But actually, like, I, this is... This is not really a place for what does Al know, because I don't think Al would know the answer to this, but I would like a doctor to write to the show yeah. and say, like, actually, you process asparagus differently when you're pregnant. Probably. Maybe. There it's ca- it's must be something going on. Asparapus. <laughs> right. Did we eat the same asparagus? <laughs> like, was it grilled or steamed? It was steamed. But yours was cooked differently, was I think. Yeah. Grilled asparagus is good. It's good. It's better than steamed. Yeah. I, know. I, I enjoyed it. Asparagus in general, I think, is an awesome vegetable. Mm-hmm. It's better grilled, I think. Except for the way it makes your pee smell. Oh, mm. so gross. Yeah. But not me. I've I've beaten it, you guys. I've beaten the asparagus. Just get pregnant. I kind of like the way it makes my pee smell. I don't like the smell of the pee, but I like knowing that the asparagus made it smell. Yeah. It made yeah. it smell. It's cool. <laughs> Why? Is it because like peeing gets to be somewhat mundane? No. Yes. I think we've talked about this before. If you could never pee or never get gas, and in I your thought car. you meant mm. flatulence. No, no, no. You mean put gas in your car? Yeah. I would. Ew. <laughs> I want to say, I want to say I would never put gas in my car again because I really hate putting gas in my car. But I also hate having to pee all the time. Yeah, I think didn't we talk about this? And I don't the think consensus so. was it's better to pee than to put gas in your car. I, you know, I don't know. Well, well now's the time to answer. The, I'm, I'm confused. So the question is... You could never pee... If you could live the rest of your life without ever having to pee again, or you could live the rest of your life without ever having to put gas in your car. Can I give you a few things to think about here before you answer? Please. The movies. Right. Airplanes. Right. Um, Anything that's fun where the anxiety of the of an Bruce imminent pee... Concerts. concerts. Right, right. Getting Lines. gas is a huge... Pain in the ass. I think that the cost savings of the gas. Forgetting about, don't make it fiscal. I, just make it about, <laughs> just make it about inconvenience on your on your life. Yeah. Well, probably having to pee is worse because you do it more. I don't find having to pee that big of a problem. You just go pee. It's kind of fun. Why is it fun to pee? To relieve. Why is it a problem? Well, like you could go to a bar and you could drink and it drink makes a drink funny drink noise. You don't have to you're... keep going to the to the thing. You could go to Dodger Stadium and not have to go to the you trough. Could, uh, you, well, there's no trough anymore, but the former tr- there's only a trough on the upper level, I believe okay. now. <laughs> but you could, yeah, imagine you could have a hundred beers and go to bed. Yeah, or you could give up alcoholism. Well, that's never going to happen. <laughs> but getting gas is a pain. Ga- getting gas sucks. Yeah, uh, you don't drink, but do you hate getting gas? Yeah, uh, I don't hate getting gas. Really? I'd rather not have to pee. I hate getting really? gas, but uh, yeah, uh, because I have a th- like I, I'm always worried that I'm going to have to go to the bathroom somewhere and not have a bathroom, mm. and I found it much more annoying that I. No, yeah, I, I, w- I would just rather not have to pee. Yeah, if I could just eliminate that altogether, it'd be awesome. Now you're still taking dumps, yes? 
Oh, I'm gosh. still doing all of the things we're talking about on the show. I still oh oh in yeah, this he scenario wasn't, he wasn't actually given the choice. <laughs> in the scenario, yeah, you still yeah because taking dumps is awesome. Interesting. Yeah. I find a lot of joy. Thank you. In pooping. I was Take, actually thinking it. Nobody so. doesn't like taking a dump. These know. days, and may, this could be pregnancy talking. I'm just I I could do without all the bathroom activities. Right. Yeah, I, I'm peeing constantly. Things aren't moving along downstairs so i i would rather just not have to do any of it oh the general can't deploy his troops no (laughs) it's like there's bullets in the gun but not enough gunpowder prunes thinking prunes i (laughs) i was eating prunes i i stopped i should probably revisit them Mm. i just Mm. got tired of them i I know they were causing a little bit of discomfort what about Mm. prune juice that just sounds gross all of it sounds gross right now Mm. cigarettes they make you have to poop yeah Yeah, cigarettes and coffee that's probably what i should do (laughs) that's real good yeah okay so jeff but wait how do you feel about getting gas because i feel like you would like that i i I got the last time i got gas which was two days ago i hated it it was horrible it was it was really objectionable um that experience was objectionable because it was a crappy gas station but i had to get gas my gas gauge was so far below e i couldn't believe it Although that was kind of awesome. That's but, awesome. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, it's it was cool, empty. but uh, I I had to get gas. I could not push it. And it was a crummy gas station. It was in the sun. It was hot. Ah. And I had to wait a long time to get to a pump. Uh, and I, I remember going like, wow, I really, really hate this. Because I remember we had mm-hmm. talked about it on the show. In general, it's, it's not a big deal. I kind of like hit it, and go, hit it and go. It's not a big problem. I don't know why I hate it. I just do it. It's, it's by gross. The way, I mean, but to, I, don't, I don't drive that much. It's not a problem. I'm sure there's listeners who are like, these are first world problems. Very much so. We totally, we totally admit What, that. having to pee? But <laughs> can I say, Honey, yes. Guess what? They do that everywhere. No. Yes. I heard no. everybody poops, but I never heard the official word <laughs> no, on no, no, pee. No, they pee too. Mm, mm. Interesting. Trust me. I would say that I find gas stations here in LA like a million times worse than gas stations outside of California. That was my thought at this mm-hmm. gas station mm-hmm. was that Gas stations in L- in LA and in cities are particularly gross. They're horrible. When you go to the suburbs or the country, it's oh, yeah. like yeah. they're beautiful. They're huge. They're wide open. They're all lit up. They're clean because they actually Jeff, have rain not, there. They're not beautiful. It's, oh, they're some beautiful. Of them are beautiful. Be. There's a they're beautiful majestic. gas station in Beverly Hills. <laughs> oh yeah, I know the one you're talking about. Yeah. The one with the big yeah. thing yeah. over the top of it. Yeah. Have you ever been to a Bucky's? No. In like Texas and Louisiana. It's basically a Walmart sized uh, truck stop. Yeah. Uh, they're amazing and it is unbelievable nice beautiful love, though beautiful yes it's yes. Beautiful. oh yes, yes. Okay. oh yeah you pull up thing. to, to you a feel really relaxed as opposed to yes. stress I feel Great. stressed out oh this one this one is here. like I was stressed getting into the station yep. and I was yeah. like how am I going to get out and this guy's trying to bu- 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 you pull up to some of them on the interstate in the middle of nowhere they're beautiful and clean and you can see the mm-hmm. sky and, yeah, yeah they're beautiful it's worth it you know what they should have you know how like in the Navy or the Air Force they'll have the the refueling plane. Oh and, yeah, and you go. And they'll go yes. up, and the hose oh, yes. will just like they should have that for cars. Like you could just Uber, like Uber. Uber you're on the you're on the freeway, and then you just like get up behind it, and then it gases you up while you go. Think about this nightmare scenario as we discuss gas stations. The lip. I don't know why I got so sensuous right there for a second. <laughs> I apologize. For that. The lip of my gas tank is bent. So you cannot insert a nozzle into my 
gas tank and not hold the thing oh. all the I entire time. I know your pain because my car, well, I thought that there was something, I don't know, like the placement on the car made it so that I had to sit there and hold it the whole time. And if I press too, if I like pull it too hard, it goes and then it stops. Mm-hmm. So it's like a matter of holding it at just the right amount oh. of pressure. And it like really hurts my hand. I never want to fill up the whole tank. Again, first world problems. Um, but then I realized I just wasn't pushing it in far enough. So now I do not share your pain, but it's only been one time that I filled my tank where I haven't shared your pain. Every other time has been like a humongous pain in the ass. Thank you, Allison. What is the second world? The second world Narnia. is... No, I think, I think the second world is like Chile. So it's like something between the third it's and the developing. first world. Yeah, it's, it's Argentina would be considered second world, okay. maybe. I okay. don't think they would agree with that. Uh, I would maybe disagree. Thailand? I would disagree. Yeah. Where would you put, like, Ecuador? So it's not fully uh, industrialized. Ecuador is probably, yeah, developing. It's, right, right. it's not quite first world. Sorry, Argentina. Yeah, Argentina and Chile, they got it going on. Uruguay's got it going on in Uruguay. terms of economic stability. Down in Uruguay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bolivia? Bolivia is third world. Definitely, yeah. Bolivia is third world. Have you been there? I have, yes. Bolivia is third world. Why? When? Oh, I. For what? I spent like seven, six months. There's no ocean. Yeah, I know, but I traveled through. I wanted to go see La Paz. (laughs) I feel like just for a week. Because La Paz, I think, is the highest capital in the world, isn't it? it? Um, And I just wanted to go check it out. Is that where they make the little square candies? Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes. Um, I just went to go check out La Paz for a week when I was in college. I feel like mm. Bolivia has become a, a more popular tourist destination recently. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know maybe. About that. I think so. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's Belize. Where would you put Thailand <laughs> first? Thailand, Thailand, I would say, is developing. Me too. They still have like a lot of unrest. Okay. I'm um, glad. I, th- I felt bad saying it, but then I'm like, no, I think it is still developing. I, I would say de- it could be third world, but it's probably developing. I wouldn't just say because third they world because yeah. they've got a lot going on too. And their their king is like, and a, they're growing. Is fast. worth like thirty billion dollars. Yeah. yeah, and they have one Wi-Fi of the and stuff. Is yeah. Thailand? Yeah, in yeah. Thailand. Huh, it's funny mm. to think they have a king. Oh, yeah, and, he is and like, they are serious about it. He's incredible. Yeah. yeah, if you insult the dude, they pretty much knock you off. You go to jail. Yeah. yeah, no good. First thing you get off the plane, there's signs everywhere. Do not say a bad thing about yeah. the Yeah, really? very serious. Mm-hmm. They wow. do? Oh. oh, yeah. Jenna, you've been to Thailand? My sister lives there. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, she lives in Bangkok with her family. Has she met the king? <laughs> she's met, yeah. She's She and her husband are pretty famous there. Yeah. That's so neat. When, <laughs> what's it called when you meet a royal, you like have a something with them? With the queen, you have a... You know what I'm talking about? You don't just meet the queen. You like keep a company with the queen or whatever. You have an I audience with the queen. I know. Yeah, that sounds about right. But you know what I'm talking about? Right. This I is know an Alison Rosen question. No, it's not. I mean, it turns but out it's you know not. an expression for yeah. like everything. Um, is it? Is it have an audience with the queen? Oh, it might be. That Maybe that is mm. right. Let's ask the queen. Queen, tweet at us. <laughs> so, um, wait, what? Remind us what your sister and brother-in-law do. A little bit of everything. So he's an author and he's written many, many books. Oh, is he like the Tony Robbins of Pretty much, yeah. Thailand? And then my sister just is sort of like, I don't know. She business does partner. everything else. Yeah, yeah she's, she's like really very much involved and, in as well. And but she's the singer too? Yeah. They started out, he's a musician. So he was a symphony conductor. And that's how they started. Um, and then she was a singer, so they would travel and perform together and things like that. But then they moved to Thailand and just sort of created this em- little empire that they have. Wow. And they're super crazy successful. And most people know who they are. And it's very bizarre. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Mm. 
But is it like Tony Robbins? Is it like personal it's power? It's self-help. Yeah, because yeah, one of his goals is to help Thailand develop and like become better and to inspire the people to want to make money and be happy. And right. um, it's actually pretty inspiring stuff. So they've sort of just done a lot. Like my sister, she sang, she performed and recorded the like national version of their national anthem. And in every movie theater or every event, her, she... Her recording is played. That's so cool. Yeah. That's really cool. It's crazy. She's like the theory of... And I remember listening to it the first time. I thought, this is an incredible... Because sometimes you listen to other national anthems and you kind of go like, mm, no, ours is better. <laughs> but like the, the performance of this national anthem is really, really beautiful. It's really excellent. She's mm. super talented. Huh. Mm-hmm. It's wild. A- oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Well, it's going to feel not worth it. I have a deleted tweet. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> I believe we have a deleted tweet Not so sweet Maybe that thought is incomplete Think I'll be a quick retreat I believe we have a deleted tweet Okay, deleted tweets are tweets that we think of sending And then we decide, nah And uh, here was mine Invited my dog to spoon and she walked out of the room. What a waste of peanut butter. <laughs> Should I have sent that one? I just, I felt, I didn't know. It was, I felt like it was better as a deleted tweet. Yeah. It was kind of cute. I liked it. Thank you. I'm trying to climb inside your brand. Um, <laughs> I think I would have tweeted that. Really? Yeah, I think I would have tweeted that. Well, see, it was my... Here's the thing, is that I, I tweeted one that involved bestiality that was very popular, and I just felt like maybe maybe that was my bestiality tweet. Oh, I don't know. this, But that's not a bestiality tweet. Well, what mm. a waste of peanut butter suggests. I mean, it suggests something. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I find that to be actually fairly clever wordplay. I would have tweeted it. Not me personally, but Brand Allison. <laughs> Uh, Wait, what wordplay are you thinking is going on in there? Because I think you might be thinking that I was suggesting something more clever than I am. Spoon, spoon. Like how people put peanut butter on the spoon and how oh. you're going to spoon with your dog. Yeah, no, that's not how I meant it. Oh, really? Is that how everyone took it? No, I that's how I took it. Oh, I thought no. you were like, oh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no, I really <laughs> was. I you meant sexually. Yeah, that's how yeah. I meant it. Like cuddle with your dog. Yeah, because yeah. sometimes Wendy will like get behind me and put her little paws on my shoulders and it's actually like we're spooning. And I was like, Wendy, come on. And then she, you know, and it just made a joke. But I like the wordplay idea. For the record. See, I thought it was wordplay. Yeah. 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 Interesting. I was thinking like, wow, Jenna likes this one. It's quite rippled. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, did, did someone else have a deleted tweet? I have one. Okay. I, I have a few. Um, at this moment in every city on earth, there is a little old lady carrying a plastic bag while shuffling slowly down the street. Aw. Yeah, I can see why you didn't send that one. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't supposed to be funny. I was just like, I know. everywhere you go, there's it's little true. old ladies shoveling yeah. down the street true. with plastic bags. It is true. It is. Everywhere. I, soon it's to be to one about. of those. Yeah. <laughs> Over here. Uh, trying to learn about Judaism. Is one of the traditions of Rosh Hashanah crossing the crosswalk super slow while shooting <laughs> Goyim the stink eye? <laughs> uh, excited to go to New York this year for Fleek Week. Oh, Ooh, you should nice. delete that from your notes. <laughs> that's all. They're deleted. These are not good. Yeah, tweets. exactly. No, that's the, that's the whole point. It's Mine the is. Um, 
It's stupid, but I'm going to read it anyway. Uh, I have a couple. Now that I'm 30, I'll probably just start to lie and tell people I'm 57 so they tell me how great I look for my age. <laughs> I like that one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and then this one was a long time ago, and I just found it. It just says, I'm not superstitious, but if at least 25 people don't like this tweet, the Big Bang Theory will be renewed through 2047. <laughs> 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 That's all I got. I found one. Oof. Uh-oh. Oh, boy. <laughs> Having a hard time deciding how I'll vote in this election, does anyone know where these candidates stand on histamines? <laughs> <laughs> now, why didn't you send it? Because it's fucking shitty, that's why. It's painful. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the I point of the bit. enjoy histamine reference. No good. That's the point. Yeah. Yeah. That's why Let's hear the song again, just Crushed to close it, it out. <laughs> <laughs> The beginning of this song sounds exactly like an Adam Ant song. Dun, 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 What song is that? I don't know. Goody Two Shoes. Yes. Maybe that thought is incomplete. Think I'll be in a quick retreat. I believe we have a deleted tweet. All right. Should we offer some advice and then do just me or everyone? Let's do it. Yes. When we ask, they send them in They're wondering how you have been So thanks so much for answering These questions from our fans We have questions Ooh, I love it It's creepy It is It's, it's two, two undead girls who are very inquisitive <laughs> yeah, guys, It's like the two girls at the end of the hall of The Shining Every time I hear that But awesome listen, you guys me. If you're going to buy something Perhaps The Shining Um on Blu-ray or DVD. Click Twitter. to the Amazon banner. On my website, alisonrosen.com, doesn't cost anything extra. It helps out the show. Thank you for Amazon support. Thank you for PayPal support. Thank you for Patreon support. One of these days, the page will be up. I'm Ooh. beginning to be tired of listening to myself say that. I need to just do it. My God, we sound good. I know. Spaghetti. Spaghetti. Ooh, that was a good one. <laughs> I didn't even know that one exists. That was when we actually tried, too, so oh, it really, really worked. Okay. Was it good? <laughs> <laughs> What else do you have? Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh, I do love those. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Pitsky says. Wait, will you you spell the name of this person who submitted this advice? P-Y-Z-K-E-Y. I wonder if that's a, a real first name. It might be. Psyche, I bet it is. Oh, but there's no S. But the P, oh no. Yeah. Ooh. You, you can't say their last name on the air, right? I'm, I probably could, but I don't. Okay. Um, hey, Thursday gang. I just graduated eighth grade and I'm headed to high school. I'm a little worried about what career I might have in the future. I'm still not sure what I want to be. I feel like I have so little time to choose considering how I'm graduating a year early. Anyway, I guess my question is, how did you find out what career you wanted and how old were you if and when you found out? Thanks. Um, I'll let you, you know are, when I figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I understand that stress, mm-hmm. but if there's one thing I can say, it would be 
you do not need to figure this out yet. You have plenty of time. I know it doesn't feel like it. And especially when you're in school and you're, and people are asking you and you're like on a track, it, you get that feeling of like everything I do now affects my future in this major way. But really you have a lot more freedom than it feels like. Yeah. And people have a lot of different careers and they kind of bounce around and that's normal. And usually you don't know what you want to do at that age. And believe it or not, and it's hard to believe this at that age, you're going to change so much. Um, and all, even when you're in your 20s, you're going to continue to mm-hmm. change and your interests are going to evolve. And what you decide you want to do, even if you knew right now, like I know exactly what I want to be in ninth grade, you're, you're going to, in, when you're 25, you're not necessarily going to still want that. So I'd just say, don't worry about it. Just yeah. follow your interests, you know, know the subjects you like and kind of go in that direction and then be open to what kind of happens because you're going to learn a lot of new things. Yeah. And he, he, was it he, I'm not sure this person, one, one could be right in the ninth grade about what they want to do with their right. life, but there's a very good chance that you're not. So don't. Don't worry about it. You have all the time in the world. And also, if you decide, if you say, oh, my God, this is what I'm going to be when you're in ninth grade and you change, you might not be willing to go with what you really want later in life, if this makes sense, because you've already committed to something. Yeah, I mean, I think the task is to try to keep as many doors open as possible when you're young. So, for example, if you're thinking of going to college, do that because that will... Actually, now I'm wondering, like, is that good advice? I believe in college. I know there's plenty. There's kind of a pushback against college, but I believe in going to college if if you feel like it's right for you. Um, yeah, basically, like, do, there are certain things you can do that would close the door on a path. So I would, like, not finishing school, I would opt against those. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, I think it's just a matter of exploring and seeing what feels right. Yeah, see what you're good at, what you enjoy doing, and then don't worry about what the actual career is yet. Just, you know, more general stuff. Yeah, ninth grade? That seems yeah. awfully early to be and, worried about that. And you yeah, couldn't but possibly it like... know all the different things you yeah. could do. Like, there are so many different things you can do with your life, that, and you you only know a fraction of those at yeah. this age. It doesn't age. hurt to think about it, right? but I don't think there's that you should have an expectation of knowing at that age. I, at that age, first I wanted to be a psychiatrist when I was six, and then, which is uh, weird, I know. At eighth, ninth grade, I wanted to be an actress. And then in late high school, college, I wanted to be a writer, which is what was my career for a long time. Um, and then I started going into broadcasting and I got into web stuff. And like, I never, at that age, I didn't, no one even knew what a podcast was. Like, I never, I, I kind of just followed one thing mm-hmm. to another and ended up with this career that I have now. Right. But it wasn't what I thought I wanted to do. It just happens to be a combination of all the things that I wanted to do. Right. And there could be things that, that technology hasn't even invented. I mean, you could be like an augmented reality choreographer. <laughs> you don't even know what that is yet. Well, That's I in think, the future. Yeah, I mean, for me, I didn't even know that working in TV, being a comedian were options in the mm-hmm. ninth grade, to be honest. Like, I didn't even think that far ahead or even that... I just knew at some point I'm going to go to college. These are the things I like. But like, I didn't even think about being a stand-up comedian Mm -hmm. until I was 22 because I didn't even think of it in my scope of life because I hadn't had the life experience yet. That's it, too. It's like, and this is, you just got to accept the fact that you have not yet had enough life experience to know what you really like. Mm -hmm. You might have a, a sense of it, and that's great. But like, you need 
to just try things out and you might find you might be surprised you might find that you like getting up on stage and telling jokes or you might find that you like you know um i don't know like journalism or whatever choreographing Choreographing (laughs) and in terms of education being in high school there's a pretty limited amount of information and knowledge that you have access to i mean it's not wide open learning and education once you get into college that's when you can start to explore different fields but as you're getting through high school, it's a program. Right. You know, it's a program. There's really not that much variety yeah. to it. Like, don't don't get too married to anything. Don't there's also, well. there's this weird myth. I think maybe it's an American myth that if you don't have, like, this special purpose, your life is right. shit. Yes. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of people who just, their job is not their life, and the stuff they do around their job is their life, and they're no, it's just... There's no better or worse in and that. They just have a job, and then uh, the other shit they do is where they find their like meaning. Yeah. their meaning, and that's the same thing as finding your meaning at work. And life is is like you could do a lot of things in your life. I mean, there isn't like this idea that you're gonna be a this. It's like you could be a many things. You could be yeah. you could change your career multiple times in the course of your life. You can you can do all sorts of different things and just. You don't, we, yeah. But Greg, did you think, journalism, because you and I were both journalists, mm-hmm. is that what you thought you wanted to do forever? Mm, I, I don't, I wouldn't, I don't want to say I'm an exception because that sounds arrogant, I guess, but I pretty much do what I thought I was going to do when I was a tiny kid. Oh, so you wanted to go into television? I knew I would be a writer when I was a little kid. Um, Yeah, I thought, well, there was a period where I thought I would be like a, musician forever mm-hmm. or whatever or a person who played the guitar but i pretty i'm i thought i would be more successful um than i am but i'm in the wheelhouse of what i said i would do when i was a little kid right but the switch from magazines to tv was that something that was you saw happening or like was it did your career just take this shift no it was like happenstance or whatever i started getting called in to like consult and do on camera stuff about mm-hmm. music and then I got offered a job one day and it paid more than my current job. But it still kind of felt like the same thing. Right. Oh, that's interesting. Because I feel like I have made like a pretty big shift from my daily, like, I'm researching this band and I'm bringing my little tape recorder and I'm going to go interview them and then I'm going to come home and transcribe it and write it. I guess I could see where what you're do- producing, though, does, does it's, feel they just very feel similar. like variations you're logging on a theme to me, yeah. yeah. I don't have to log tapes. Anymore. Well, yeah. right. But, I mean, that, that you're looking at footage. Yes, and you're, it's, well, the bigger... You're collecting stuff and making the, something out of it. What do they call that, Al, in business when you look at something from above? Like t- uh, bird's eye view? The bird's eye view of it is you're figuring out how to tell a story. Yes. Yeah. Sometimes there's TV, jokes in TV it. Give the 10,000-foot view. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes there's jokes in it and sometimes there's not, but it's kind of the same thing. Right. Al? I... Uh, I think I have some differing opinions. I think high school is to experience as much as you possibly can. I, I was in a high school where I, I got to experience like everything. I got to play sports. I got to sing in choir. I got to be in a stage production of like uh, of Shakespeare. I got to play the rock star and be in the talent show. I felt like I left high school and felt like I, I had done everything I wanted. Uh, I always knew I wanted to go into business, um, but I took a generalist approach. So I didn't know if I wanted to specialize in anything. Um, and so I went to, to college and took generals towards business. Uh, and then and I kept trying it out and seeing if that's what I wanted to do. And I liked it. Uh, and then when I went to get a master's, I, um, I, I was already working in hospitals. And I thought I wanted to be the 
to be a CEO of hospitals. Um, cause that was sort of like the, my trajectory of where I wanted to be. And the more I worked in hospitals, uh, the less I wanted to be the CEO and to take that path. How come? Uh, I didn't like, uh, this is going to sound wrong. I didn't like being on the hook with physicians. Mm-hmm. Um, cause you're in a, you're sort of in a minority, uh, negotiating position of like, well, you don't get what I do. I'm a doctor. You're oh, just, right. you're just an idiot who, who keeps the administrative things going on. And it's like, well, I'm not, you know, I'm not an idiot. But you don't really have an arguing position because if they say, I need this instrument and it's half a million dollars, you better do it. Yeah. And you're in control of keeping the hospital open. So I I, I was going to get either like a master's in healthcare administration or an MBA, which again is a generalist approach. Um, so I liked business because I, I could go anywhere and, and I could kind of control my own destiny because it was sort of just like the key to get in. Um, so it just depends, uh, you know, uh, it just depends on what you want. You had a much better high school experience than I did. I, I probably had a better experience than most. And uh, what Shakespeare production were you in and who'd you I play? I was Lysander in A Midsummer Night's Dream. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, re- I, I, I had uh, a counselor had told me to audition for like the bumbling idiots. And I thought, oh, thank you. I appreciate you thinking <laughs> the most of, of me. Yeah. And so I went and read with these other guys. And then the next day I went into the counselor's office and said, I didn't just do that. Don't cast me in the play. I don't want to be any part of it. And I went to class and then he pulled me out like four periods later and said like, we want to cast you as Lysander. Was the counselor involved in casting? Yeah, he was like, because the counselors would like sponsor different events. Uh, and so okay. he was like a director with some other teacher and they pulled me out and said like, no, no, we saw you read. We want you to do Lysander. You're <laughs> going to kiss this. You're going to kiss this hot senior girl. And I thought, oh, okay, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. Jen, are you okay with that, this? So. <laughs> Yeah, it's high school. I'm okay with it. Whatever happens yeah. in high school is yeah. fine. Anything so. beyond, I have major issues with. <laughs> and I was terrible. I was just horrible. I don't believe horrible, it. Horrible, horrible. I actually no think Al could have been an actor. Deep down. No. He will deny terrible. that and pretend that he doesn't know what I'm talking about, but... Correct. I was terrible. Yeah, I feel like you really commit to your Cirque du Soleil voice. Yeah, <laughs> I do. Yes. And your doorbell. He really yeah. commits to yeah. a lot of things when people aren't around. That's true. So maybe yeah. he, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's just, uh, yeah. There you go. So talented. He could be an actor. Beepo, 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 oh beepo, gosh, beepo, 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 this beepo, beepo. This is a reel right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Okay. If you would like us to offer you some advice since we have everything figured out, Email us, show at gmail.com and put advice in the subject line and then we'll try to help you. Um, let's do Just Me or Everyone. Sometimes I ponder on something I have thought or done. Is it just me or everyone? But wait, let's tell them where they can find us. Follow me on Twitter at Allison Rosen. Follow the show's Twitter feed at A-R-I-Y-M-B-F. And I'm everywhere else, but it would take too long to explain because I have not streamlined like the hashtag <laughs> Al has. So just go to my website, AllisonRosen.com, and it's got all the info for uh, where you can follow me. Jeff, where do we find you? You can find me at Colonel Jeff Fox on Facebook and Twitter. Twitter. Thank you. <laughs> Daniel? At Daniel Quantz, Twitter and Instagram. And... Dequants on the snappy. <laughs> <laughs> I am at the hashtag Al everywhere. 
Jenna, so smooth. I am uh, Jenna Kim Jones. You can find me at jennakimjones.com. And please listen to my podcast, Sorry Not Sorry with Jenna Kim Jones. You can get to know Al a little better, find out the real actor inside. <laughs> and uh, you can find all of that also at jennakimjones.com. Don't forget my name. You can just Google it and things come up. It's really easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Greg? I'm only on Peach now. <laughs> peach only. Are you dong attack on dong attack on peach? <laughs> just peach only. Okay. We already played the just me everyone song, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Dana says buy new artwork and then am too lazy to hang it. Leave it leaning up against the wall below where I want it hung for months. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, oh yeah. That is a description of yeah. my place. Right. Yes. <laughs> I actually today I moved a piece of artwork and found two pieces of artwork underneath it. Oh no. Nice. Yeah. Russian nesting artwork. You, everybody <laughs> needs Russian. Babe Janae, my mom, to come over and hang your pictures. Is that what she what does? she did for me. Does she have a level? No, she just has an amazing eye for it. She honestly can just she like... She's good. Mm, oh, yeah, it goes here and then it's perfect. Oh, Janae. Yeah. My, my mm. wife has the paintings in her trunk that she bought when she moved into her new office at work, which was three years ago. <laughs> <laughs> and the paintings are still in the trunk. Jeff, I don't know. What was I? What was that? What for? It's like I'm just happy to hear him. It's been a while. See, I feel like I'm picked on by the drops. It's not even Jeff. Are you, do you feel bullied by the drops? You kind of yeah. <laughs> bullied by your own drops. Bullied, bullied by, by your own voice. By my own drops. Um, I can completely relate to the stuff in the trunk, except that isn't she worried about what the heat might do to the artwork? Of course, you live in Venice where it's breezy. Yeah, and of course, the artwork is from like, Target. it's like the stock artwork at Aaron Brothers Art Mart. It's, it's just the like, picture that came yeah, with the frame. Exactly. Yeah, that's what it is. It's like an artist it show. It says basically. 8 by 10 yeah. in big letters in the middle. Okay. Kalov. So, so a weird, like, just came out of my mouth. I don't know what the hell that was. <laughs> California Love, I guess. Cal Love says, watch someone on TV or movie enter a password or key an alarm pad and remember what the code is as if it's really important. No, I don't do that. No. I do that sometimes. It's a good JMO, though. Mm-hmm. I, I like Uber pay attention to TV. Is, wait, we're just talking about TV and movies? Yeah, TV and okay. movies. All of a sudden, I'm like, am I even referencing the right thing? I pay like way too close attention to everything. You know what one comes up frequently, although we haven't had it in a while, is people who count when someone on TV holds their breath. No, no, they try to hold their breath at the same time. For as long as the person on TV or in a movie does that, or if like Ooh, the person goes underwater, I don't think I've done breath. that one, but I like that. Or if the, if it's like fifteen seconds, they will count fifteen seconds, huh? Stuff mm. like that. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Mm. B. Slammon says, when I eat pimento stuffed green olives, I suck out the pimentos, put them in a little pile, and eat them last as a treat. No. I don't do that, but no. I, I could imagine. Do you not like the pimentos? No, I love them, but you I need, need the, them in the yes. olives. Just sounds gross. Yeah, I don't do that, but I'm. I'm curious as to the appeal. I feel like I feel like I would try it to see what, what yeah. how the other side lives. It's kind of fun to like suck it out and like a Yeah, I like thing. the the vacuum effect of, of yes. sucking the pimento yeah. out a little bit and I like pimento stuffed green olives, but I I also like the combination of the two flavors. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. You know what I feel mm. is um it's kind of an oh please for me? Mm. Almond stuffed olives. Oh please. Almonds. Never that's had a it. Thing? Not it's a thing. thing. Yeah, not into it, it please. 
when you ha- when you eat it, you're like, I feel like I'm eating an olive, and I feel like I'm eating yeah. an almond, also, and I wish it wasn't at the same time. Also, blue cheese stuffed green olives is an yeah. oh please for me. Or yeah. onion stuffed olives. Pretty much or anything. Or anything. Yeah. Garlic yeah. stuffed. Yeah. olives. Yeah. yeah. I have no, not no, had no. any of these. I need no. to get out more with my olives. Those are good. I've mm. never had. I feel I I would feel like they're too spicy. I like them garlic. I liked at one point, but I don't really. That's too much. Mm. Yeah. Jalapeno, I like that. It's too much. You know what I've been kind of into lately? Because I think I'm over it. Black olives. I love olives. You can buy these little 35-calorie individual packs of black olives, and I was super into them for a while. And the box they come in with all the little individual is like, to go, olives to go. And it's like, who's like... Hold on, wait! I got to get some olives to go. <laughs> right, I, I've got this a long car ride ahead. <laughs> this is yeah. awesome. Now I don't have to keep a separate olive fork in the glove box <laughs> yeah. of my car. Yeah, I'm always late because I'm just have to finish eating olives at home. I, why can't I just take them with me? <laughs> I brought my, my I brought my car olive fork in yes. the house and I left it there, and then I was just screwed. Yeah, it's a silly thing. I bit into a black olive the other day that had a pit in it oh, at no. a restaurant. Uh, and I did not know it was there. And you know that thing when my you're... teeth hurt. Yeah. I, I almost broke my whole skull. I, if, <laughs> if my tooth broke in half, I wouldn't have been surprised. But you know that thing when you're coming down a set of stairs and you think there's another step? Yeah. And you go, kabam. It was like my whole body did that except I was sitting in a chair. Oh, my and God. And I, I, thought, I, I thought I was going to fall out of my chair. <laughs> it, was, ugh. it was so horrible. What restaurant was this it that was tried a, to kill you? It was this really great restaurant. Uh, it's a little place on Glendale Boulevard called Dune. There, you, I can say without hyperbole, it was the best hummus I've ever had. The best falafel I've ever had is unbelievable. You, you cannot believe that hummus can be that good and falafel can be that good. Was it a Kalamata olive? A Greek olive? I don't know. It was a black olive and there was a pit in it. Okay. I almost died. Well, be warned, you guys. If you go to Dune... Yeah. Bite into yeah, take, the olives your, carefully. Yeah, go easy. Mallory says, feel a bit of joy when I finish a container of something that I've had a while. Shampoo, salad dressing, hand soap, butter, etc. Hmm. <gasps> you guys Jacqueline <laughs> and I harmonized. Oh wow. <laughs> uh, no. It's all, it's all the real housewives. I know. Um <laughs> well, you're supposed to finish all the stuff you have. Yeah, but it's whether or not you get joy out of it. I feel like if it's it's something in the fridge, I'll never finish it, ever. We need to purge our fridge. Yeah, I never finish it. Got so many jars of stuff in there, yeah. I don't feel joy in it because if it's something that I use regularly, then I'm like, oh, shoot, I need to order this on Amazon or I have to go to the store and find it. We haven't done a thing with our toiletries that like I have like five or ten spare gels five or ten spare toothbrushes like we have this stock of it we've been doing that lately and it's it is refreshing to like finish your shampoo and be like screw this i got another one i don't even care that is really like it scratches me right where i itch yeah i do that i stock up (laughs) on toiletries it's so it's so excellent to just know there's another one you'd be like oh i don't have to put it on my list yeah yeah, do it doesn't go bad you buy four of them on amazon or walmart yeah i feel good when we when we don't waste food because we like it's always like you get the bag of spinach and the bottom ones are like black and mushy or whatever. Oh, yeah. But I always gotten really into this Icelandic yogurt. Like a, 
It's yogurt it's from like, Iceland. I don't know like any other way to describe it. It's like made out of but fish it's or something. super expensive. <laughs> Whale blubber. Doesn't it yeah. come in a jar? Extra cool. No, no, no. It comes in a yogurt container. It's called Siggy's. Oh yes, it's made that's by what I meant. Bjork. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's made by some of the other sugar cubes, it's, actually, Jeff. The, 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 and, the problem with that though is in the middle of the night, little trolls come out and lick it. Clean. That's true. Yes, <laughs> but like every time I finish one, I'm like, okay, it was worth buying that because you throw that away, it's like yeah. heart dagger, you know. Hmm. hmm. Did that answer the question? It did. <laughs> yes, it answered it. So right now, I have this happening in my bathroom. I have a thing of moisturizer, mm-hmm. and then I have the bottle that I had before this bottle. It's the same kind, and it's got just a tiny bit left on the bottom, and it's mm. a pump bottle. And the reason I bought the new one is because um, I couldn't get out. any more out of the pump. I thought it was empty. Mm-hmm. It's Clinique. But someone told me, oh, yeah, just unscrew the cap and then pour it out. Mm-hmm. So it is possible to get the remaining moisturizer out of there, but I have the new one and these are pretty big bottles that last a really long time. Mm-hmm. So I was getting very frustrated with the mess of stuff on my bathroom counter the other day. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to toss this old one because I have so much moisturizer over here, mm-hmm. but then I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I'm like, no, there's, there's like a lot of moisturizer left in this bottle. I should just pour it into the new one. And then I'm like, oh, fuck it. It'll just sit there for another eight months. <laughs> That's I think that's a hoarding instinct. I have a hoarding instinct. Yeah. You can also add water to it and it'll reactivate the pump. Oh, interesting. You ever do that? I do that with like our hand soaps and stuff. When it gets to the bottom, if you just add water to it, you can like the stuff comes back up again. Alan right? and I have had like and we had like an epic <laughs> we had like an epic fight about this on sorry, not sorry, my pod, our podcast. Yes. Because I do it and he's like, It's gross. It ruins the soap. It's not soap anymore if you do that. It's, like it's the water worst. down soap. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's watered down soap. And it shoots out okay. of the bottle. Oh, soap comes out weird. at a certain speed based on a certain pressure. And then you go and, throw and viscosity. water into that. Yes, and viscosity. And then you throw in the water in there and you hit that same level and it shoots all over your clothes or all over the place. <laughs> but you don't you, waste the soap, And then you don't get Thank any you. lather. There's always this much at the bottom. There's like an exactly. inch left. That's why we have backup soaps and we have soap refills. You just refill the soap. But if you add the water to it, you can you use every drop of soap that's yeah, in. But the then you have diluted soap. You need to get a soap valet who will come and take it <laughs> and then mix it with other soaps. You know? I just don't assume that the soap is so weak that once diluted, it's ineffective. No, but it's, it Al messes does. up the dispensing. Yes, is the problem. It's I not. Think, yeah, you, with, it, normally you put a little dollop of soap in your palm, but when you dilute it, you have to have like a two palm fulls of soap. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> yes, you know, in order yes. to get oh, the same amount so of soap. Hard. Am I right? so hard. There is some in truth to that. Yeah. Yeah. Truth. I do know people who will put water in their shampoo bottles in the shower to get more life out of them. I've I'm never against really done that. that. Yeah, only because I feel like I really need my hair to get washed or my conditioner to really work. Oh, so you're but admitting? Al's hands but I'm against. I yeah. I'm against that. Here's a here's a because little... I think they die. Sorry, I think they die. Like shampoo and conditioner is a lot. Is um you can't, you can't get them wet. No, no, no. <laughs> I think they're that yeah, it's so hard not to get your shampoo wet. Am I right? I'm done. I can't do this. No, 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 I can't no. do this. No, I can't do it. Say? We're sorry. What are you no, saying? my my hairstylist told me that like a lot of those products are very diluted anyway. Ew. So that is why I'm like a little more against it. That is all. That is all. A lot of those products, those products being shampoo and conditioner. Hair products in general. So drugstore or salon mm-hmm. brand. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here's a little hints from Heloise tip for <laughs> the you. listeners. If you have a soap container or whatever container, you take it, you turn it upside down 
on top of the new one, you put a chopstick in there because that way oh, it holds the it chopstick. in place. And you just let gravity do the work for you. <sighs> it rolls out into it's the other container. Save a lot of contention in my life. The chopstick is... Is this really a hint from Heloise? Did you learn this somewhere or did you discover it on your own? Uh, Heloise is his alter ego. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I read that somewhere. That, but I've done the thing... I, I, I did the thing for years where you stack them on top of each other and then yes, that's an accident waiting to happen. Exactly. Or I would put a piece of like blue tape around them. Mm. That's an extreme transfer right there. If you get some tape out, no, just it's just to keep it from falling over. That's on his house belt. Yeah. <laughs> my stepdad, my stepdad used to take the little pieces of soap that get remain that remain, you know, that are too small, uh-huh. and he would collect them and then make a big and soap. then make a big Ooh. ball of soap hmm. shards. Oh, this is this that. is a big issue on the Larry Miller show. We talk about uh-huh. this constantly. Oh, what does he say about it? Oh, he's really into it. He he yeah. had saved a bunch of soap ends, and his wife threw them out, and he was crestfallen. <laughs> oh God! Because he, he had was plans for those. He, soap yeah, charts. he was just about to get a project going where he was going to put them all. How together do you with one big soap. get them together? Just lather them just, up. There's a whole thing. It's a, there's a way to do. So it. I never if they're that. wet, you press them against against each other. But you can also kind of scratch them with your fingernails and score them so that they have more adhesion, like clay. If you're baking can clay, I, can I tell you a thing I do? A very idiosyncratic thing I do that's apropos of what Jeff is saying. I like, you know when you get dove and the little dove is carved in the soap? You know what I'm talking about? Or anything where there's a carving in the soap? Mm -hmm. I like to take the old soap and turn it into like a a mush, kind of. And then fill the crevasse. And fill the crevice and smooth it over so you can see the color contrast. It makes me feel like I'm doing something creative with soap. Do you know what I'm talking about? So (laughs) if we have like a blue soap... I'll soften it and I'll put it in the white of the dove. Does your wife appreciate this bath? She bar? thinks it's very strange. <laughs> You're making <laughs> like soap inlay. Yeah, yes. exactly. And I'll fill the dove with like a blue soap and then I think it's cool and I like look at it for a day when I'm in the shower. <laughs> Not a whole but are day. you able to get it like so there's this yeah, 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 little yeah, blue yeah. bird in there? Well, normally what I'll do is I'll you smash it on there and it's very difficult because the soaps don't want to adhere one to the other. Mm-hmm. They're too slippery. And you kind of you smash it down around the sides and then, then you soap yourself with it, and as you soap yourself, it, it, reveals, it reveals the it. inlay. Uh, yeah, the secret shower Fun. life of Greg. yeah. This is a thing. This is a thing I've been doing for many years. I would yeah, imagine. You, oh, sorry, go ahead. you take the soaps and you smash them together, like when Superman takes a piece of coal and he's making it into <laughs> yes, a diamond. Exactly. Yeah. I would imagine tur- getting the blue soap ready to be inserted into the inlay is a time-intensive process because you're making a lot of mushy soap. You're right? kind of flattening it like you're making a pie yard of it almost a little bit. I think that's what the okay, French call it. You're sure. flattening it a little bit. I now, also, see, as yeah, someone yeah, who yeah. also that's has peely hand issues, I would think this is murder on your hands. In general, I try to avoid soap as much as possible. I'm a very clean woman. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I find it just I, very drying. Ayala wants me to divorce from the bar. She told like me to yeah. divorce the bar, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then she keeps buying soap that you're supposed to use in the shower, but it's just fucking soap. It's like liquid soap, and it doesn't like... That is very harsh. Like, it doesn't... And there's then the, it engages the, a, the uh, debate about which, washcloth, which yeah. washcloth can be put in the shower, and yeah. which one is a hand cloth, which hand I don't towel. understand. <laughs> hand towel? Yeah. So I'm not buying liquid soap replacing bar soap. You're using hand towels as washcloths? Is that the argument? Yes. And what's the <laughs> difference, really? <laughs> Well, hand towel is bigger than a washcloth. Yeah. Unless you have... Oh, please. Tiny hands. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's see here. 
Shauna Freeman says, never seemed to mind heat, humidity, and mosquitoes as a kid. Now feel like summer is trying to kill me. <laughs> yes, but I have always felt that way. Mm-hmm. Summer yes. has never been a time that um, baby nibbles has rejoiced. <laughs> summer for me is a time when um, everyone is like out being thin and athletic, and I'm just like, what the fuck am I going to do with my lardy body <laughs> that I don't want? That I don't want everyone to see. And I'm going to be wearing long sleeves, and people are going to be like, aren't you hot? I'm going to be like, no, I just run cold. Never mind the fact that I've got this like a full-on sweat mustache happening. So it's just, in general, it's like I don't know where to hide. That's how I feel about the heat and summer. Summer's a tough one. Yeah. I like, uh, I grew up, well, I don't know. Utah is beautiful in the summertime. It's hot in the day, but the evenings are wonderful. So I like summer nights. Yeah. I would agree with that. That makes me happy and feel like peaceful and content. Summer mm-hmm. evenings and nights. So you would say the summer days. Get out of here. They make away. But oh. Yes, I would. The summer nights. The summer nights. Yes, I would. <laughs> Tell me more. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> um, okay. Paul says, whenever I hear the word kudos, always think of the granola bar first before the actual meaning. Um, I don't, but I do remember those. Those kudos. are good yeah. granola bars. Yeah. I do that. They're more like candy bars. Yes. Do you remember dips? Oh yeah. Those were chocolate covered granola bars before kudos. Ooh. Oh, no. Do you guys say kudos or kudos? Cause maybe I'm kudos. saying it wrong. Kudos. 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 How do you say it, Greg? I'm figuring out how I say it. Give me a second. Hold say it okay. quick. One, two, three. Greg, how do you say it? Kudos. Oh, I, I felt affected. Kudos. I feel like you kudos. don't say it like really? that. Kudos yeah. to that person. There you go. Right. Jeff, how do you say it? Kudos. Say it again? I kudos. Say kudos. Okay, I'm ever. the only one. <laughs> mine's, mine's with a Z, I think. Yeah. Kudos. kudos. So I think I'm all the only this. one who says it. I say it wrong, I guess. You say kudos. Kudos. That's, yeah, that's how definitely I... wrong. Yeah, that's definitely wrong. <laughs> All right. <laughs> this harkens back to... How do you guys say Parmesan cheese? Although my mouth right now wanted to say Parmesan. It turned out, this is on the old Thursday show, everyone said Parmesan, except for me, I said Parmesan, and it turned out that I was right. I They're know. both right. Yeah. <laughs> I but I was more right. I say Parmesan. Parmesan is Parmesan. I, say, I grew up on Parmesan. Parmesan. Yeah. But when it depends the, on yeah. what kind, right? But when the Italians say it, and they say the full word... They don't say Parmigiano Reggiano. They say Parmigian Parmigiano Reggiano. I just remember looking it up on a website, and it went in one of those where you like click it to pronounce, yeah. and it goes Parmesan. Yeah, the dictionary <laughs> voice said yeah. Parmesan. Parmesan. I remember that. I knew a kid growing up that called it Parmesan. Oh no! I like that. Yeah. Now yeah. that has like spunk. That. Okay, and finally Jay Inslee, and he's the one who does cool, fun graphics of us like Potato Face, Allison. (laughs) He says, Fam is out of town and I'm solo. For dinner, I always cook extra for dog. Example, two hot dogs for me and one for lady. And then he has a picture of his dog, which is cute. Does anyone do this? Daniel, you um, feed Wendy a lot, but you don't make extra for her, right? No, but I end up giving her a fair amount of food. (laughs) I buy extra food for Jenna when she's not there, then I just eat it. (laughs) So... Uh, I think my mom used to, well, there was a while when Ebony, my mom's, our black lab that we had growing up, my mom's dog. Oh, is that Ebony? Ebby. Yeah. 
She would get sick sometimes and wouldn't want to eat her dog food. And so when my mom would go out to eat, she would get Ebby a burger. Mm -hmm. So she would order like, oh, an extra burger for Ebby. So sometimes we would do that. Sometimes when I make tuna, I let the cat lick the fork. Is that gross? Now, do you then eat with that same fork? No, 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 no. Like after everything is done. But they don't really like it because it has mayonnaise on it. When you're eating tuna is... Why do I want to call your cat Scott? Who has a cat named Scott? Someone has a cat named Scott. It's no one at this table. Someone in the world does, though. Um, when you're eating, is Scott hovering <laughs> over you? No, no, never. But um, when you... Cats do a really dumb thing where they'll attack the bowl as you're putting the food in it. Mm. You know, and you're like, dude, just give me a second. But the cat, no, the cat never hovers over what I mean, unless you're eating like a big piece of salmon. Right. Then it will jump on the couch and stick its cute little nose in there. <laughs> and you, you just you hate it, it sounds like. with cute and couldn't finish so your much. sentence. He's a little man. <laughs> I'm just a cat. I'm just a crazy cat. I'm just a cat. I'm just a cat. Oh gosh. Jenna, do you ever regret saying that on the show? Every day. <laughs> no. I love it. Jeff, do you give your cats human food? I do not. They smart. Whenever I do it, they terrorize me in the near past after I do it. Yes. My one cat once when the other cat was sleeping in the other room. One cat really wanted some ice cream that I was having, and I had this little bullwinkle bowl I ate my ice, ice cream out of, and I let him lick the bowl when it was done. I was like, oh, this is nice. This is nice. Now, and that was years ago, <laughs> once. Now, whenever I handle the bullwinkle bowl, that cat comes running wow. and is terrorizing me. So, oh, yeah, I don't, I don't feed them people food. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't want them sweating me while I'm cooking. Yeah. Um, we were at my parents' recently, and they cooked steak and there was this steak sitting on a plate, like a steak cut into sitting on a plate with juice and stuff on the counter. And Wendy was going insane. And mm-hmm. it's weird. I was say- saying to Daniel, it's weird that the smell of cooked beef would appeal to a dog because how frequently were they eating that in the wild? But then we were thinking, well, but dogs and humans kind of evolved together. And so probably like very primitive dog and very primitive man who, if primitive man was cooking things on the fire and giving scraps to dogs, like it's actually probably really hardwired in her to want steak. I think it's just because of the smell when you cook something, it's, yeah, that's, it's heated it just up and there's the smell, yeah, more yeah. of a scent. Mm. But yeah, I, I'm sure my neighbors think I'm crazy because they often hear me say, Get out of my kitchen! And that's what I say to my cats <laughs> and chase them out. I sometimes have anxiety when we say our web, like our social media info earlier in the show because I can't figure out how the show is going to end. Like what happens? It's not, the, it's not going to, Greg. <laughs> what happens when the show ends? At, what do we do at the end? Well, we do the dog. Oh, the dog, 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 dog. Yeah, that's what you are. Are you trying to? Are you trying are, to get me to end the no, show? No, but I it's think happening. about it sometimes in my head. I'll be like, wait a minute, we've already done that. Are What's going to happen? Are you saying this is nervous? <laughs> this, this is nervous. This, this is, is nervous. nervous. No, because nervous. you get to the end of JMO's, and I'm like, now we do. Oh, we already did it. It like it fucks with my brain a little bit. It has the effect you wanted. It keeps us on our toes. I believe. I it's supposed to fuck with everyone. That's right. the goal. You guys. We have t-shirts available. Wait. You know what though? But by saying that, people might think, "Oh, the show's ending. I got to shut it off." Don't shut it off before I tell you about a dog named Zimba. <laughs> but in the meantime, I'm telling you we have t-shirts available. We have ringtones available. Hey. Hey. 
Go fuck yourself. Bonus episodes available. We have all sorts of stuff. Just go to my website, AllisonRosen.com, and click on the store. We have new merch that maybe will be here. Will the new merch be here by the time this airs? Possibly. Unlikely. Okay. Um, but new merch is happening. <laughs> All sorts of exciting stuff. AllisonRosen.com store. Uh, also Gumroad and iTunes. Okay. Let's talk about a dog. You are a dog. Poop on your butt. You are a dog. Poop on your butt. A doggy dog. Poop on your butt. Dog, 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 dog. Poop on your butt. Dog, 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 dog. Poop on your butt. That's what you are. Poop on your butt. You are a pooch. Okay, Zimba is a two-year-old female pit bull, uh, and she's sweet and playful and friendly, and this is what uh, my friend says. Oh, and by the way, in case you're like, what's going on right now? We're talking about adoptable dogs that my friend who's a dog trainer is working with at the Downey Shelter. Okay. We met Zimba the day she came in on the truck, brought in off the street as a stray. She was shy and shut down as they took her intake photo. We visited her at the kennel and gave her cookies. Once her hold was complete, she passed her temp test with flying colors and joined the training program. She was fantastic on her first day. She showed off a good sit and a down, focus and touch that we can work with. She loved working the puzzles and playing with the toys. She's a superstar in the making. Someone go adopt this superstar. And there will be a link on my website uh, that you can click, but also if you just want to go directly there, it is shelterme.com slash downy slash Zimba training program. So Z-I-M-B-A training program. Shelterme.com slash downy slash Zimba training program. Um, Okay. Now we come to that awkward part of the show where what do we do because we already ended it. I mean, we didn't end it. Uh-oh, my mouth is saying words that my brain has not signed off on. Dequants on the snappy. We already did the plugs is what I'm saying. <laughs> We're just going to have to end it and somewhat abruptly. Listeners, thank you so much for listening. If you like what you're hearing, subscribe. iTunes.com slash Allison Rosen and tell everyone you know, won't you please? Okay, everyone, thank you for being on the show. Listeners, thank you for listening. I love you. Goodbye. Hey, do you know... About the Alice and Rose and Show.